Welcome to our Mayor's Podcast, Breaking It Down. Today I'm joined by my co-host, former Mayor Steve Benjamin. Thanks for coming today, Steve. I'm glad to be here, Phyllis. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about affordable housing with the Mayor, Andre Dickens from the great city of Atlanta. Thanks, Mayor Dickens, for joining us. Thank y'all for having me. This is a this is an honor to be here with Phyllis and Steve. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you. So on this show, we really break it down, right? And so when we talk about the word like affordable housing, I always ask the question, affordable for who? So define affordable housing and what it really means to you when, we, you when you hear affordable housing. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest questions because most people are saying, you know, housing costs so much money and some people can afford it and some can't. So what's affordable to me may not be affordable to you. So that's the, that's the challenge, right? So you can't just say uh, $500 rent or $1,000 rent or, 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 you know, set a, a definitive number across uh, multiple jurisdictions. What you really have to do is look at what can people afford? 30% of your income or less should go to housing. But we know that far too many people are paying more than 30 percent of their income each month on rent. And the reason why 30 percent is the number that's set is because you want to leave the other 70 percent for things that you need, like child care, transportation. Of course, many things like food, medicine and leisure. But when you spend 50 percent of your income on housing, you think about how little you have left for healthy food. And when you can't buy healthy food, you're going to end up having medical costs and other uh, typical issues. If you, uh, you know, spend 50 percent on housing, you have less money for transportation like a car. Uh, and if a car ends up breaking down, now you got an emergency. And so all these things add up. And so that's why you want to keep these costs down below 30 percent. And so a person that's making, you know, three thousand dollars a month. Well, if they're paying more than nine hundred or a thousand dollars a month on their rent, then they're going to be cost burdened. Absolutely. The um, I mean, what I've admired about you, I mean, obviously I know who you are as a man of faith, um, as, a, as a businessman, um, uh, obviously as a policymaker, even becoming uh, the uh, mayor of. Of, of Atlanta, um, what some folks don't know is that you're either, if not a national leader, now becoming the national leader on, on building some creative public-private partnerships. How do you see that and and that role in helping you kind of make sure more Atlantans have more housing that they can afford in the city? Yeah. So, I mean, we're right here at the U.S. Conference of Mayors. And when you think about the fact that right now we just started uh, the the P3 Task Force, and I'm honored to be the chairman of that. Uh, The P3 Task Force is the public-private partnership task force where mayors and business leaders across the country are getting together to talk about ways that they can form partnerships that matter. And these partnerships that call P3s allow you to move better, faster and less expensive on your project deployment, various infrastructure projects or even social good projects, things like affordable housing developments, roads, sidewalks or even uh, municipal parking lots or court buildings. You can use a partnership to be able to get those things done versus the typical purchasing, uh, which uh, which cities do where you purchase these products and you have to you know take on all the risk yourself versus use, utilizing a P3 where you share the risk. Perhaps in affordable housing uh, development, which we're doing right now. I bought a building downtown, um, a big building downtown. Atlanta. <laughs> I say, I, city of Atlanta. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so this building was underutilized by the state of Georgia and they were going to sell it on the open market. I got in there and made a deal with the governor to buy this building. And now we're going to do a public private partnership where uh, businesses can come in. We'll come in together and co-develop this space. Mm. I wanted to have mixed income and mixed use retail on the bottom yeah, and uh, affordable housing and market rate housing up oh, top. So you're going to have a multi-layered building where people will be able to live, work and play because offices will be in there. Mm-hmm. But now the city of Atlanta is not a landlord. That, exactly. You know, and we don't do really development each and every day. We co-develop and we work together, but we want to benefit on the revenue side. Mm-hmm. So the rents that are being charged, the city will get a portion of it and the developer will get a portion of you it. Can, you can reinvest. You can we can reinvest in the property next door or down the street or the parking lot. And it's right near our what we call MARTA, our uh, rapid transit. It's right over our MARTA station. So you think about the businesses that want to be there, the people that want to be there. I want to be a part of that in a public-private partnership. Now, it's a 42-story building. So oh, wow. A big it's a, building. It's okay. a big oh, wow. Okay. It will be the largest residential tower in the city oh, man. when we're finished. Now, if I was to do it as a city leader, it would take a lot longer than us coming in with a development partner. So this is a clear example of, of a public-private partnership that's going to bring people together that allows us to deliver this faster because people mm-hmm. need housing today, mm-hmm. uh, not 10 years from now when the city figures it out. We want to start on this right now and get it finished in the next two years so that people can benefit from this new development. And it's a and it's, it's going to be a uh, adaptive reuse is what we call it when you take a commercial oh, yeah. property and mm-hmm. convert it into residential. And that's happening in downtown. Now, and that's exciting. You know, Phil's talking about the, the whole theme here, being, uh, breaking it down, because sometimes we talk policy and, and, and our, our constituents are like, OK, what exactly are you saying? You said mixed use and mixed income. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so so something for everyone. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's always a, a theme when I when I served in office. Um, that you know, people who work for my city are to be able to live in my city. That's right. You know, that, that's kind of our, our our promise. So, so people yeah. be able to shop right there. That's you know, right. transportation right there. I mean, it, it, that, that's awesome. That's exciting. I, yeah. I, I hadn't heard about it. That, that's exciting. So, mixed use is good because you can have retail, office, and housing. So it's mixed use, so people can might not ever have to leave, leave the, the building. building. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then mixed income. Mixed income is the best way to develop yeah, a community. Absolutely. So the teacher. The janitor and the principal can all live in the same neighborhood yeah. and their kids go to the same school be. and have the, the same amenities. The That's the way it used to be. But yeah. now the way housing has segregated because some people in the community can only afford, you know, a thousand dollars rent and some people can afford ten thousand dollars mortgage. Well, those people live in disparate parts of town versus being able to live in the same area where these kids and, and these families are able to benefit together with the same amenities. And so this mixed income approach is going to be something you hear a lot about, especially when you're talking about we're going to make it beautiful. So mm-hmm. everybody will want sure. to live there. We we'll just sure. charge different rents uh, and have have different subsidies. That's exciting, bro. Good right. Now, I've seen some policy changes across the U.S., so I get to talk to a lot of mayors. Like, in, I know in San Diego, they had to do a policy change because they're so landlocked. Mm. So now they allow you to build additional property in your backyard. Yeah. Right? And so talk about some of the policy changes you've done in the housing space. I know you talked about mixed use, but some of the things that you either are doing or want to do for the future. 
Yeah, I mean, I love uh, our mayor friend in San Diego and the things that they're doing that are uh, innovative. Uh, and we also have uh, accessory dwelling units, those additional dwelling units behind your house. Back in the day, you called them granny flats or in-law suites or, you know, the house in the back where you can rent it out to a college student or to your family members or in-laws. And that's a great way for income for the family, but also it's a, it's a method of affordable housing. Typical single family lots um, have a big backyard and you could you know, put a, another unit back there. You could put a garage with an apartment above mm-hmm. it. And that's a way for a person or a family to be able to live and pay less. Cause you know, the thought is that the land is already paid for. So this new structure doesn't have to absorb the land cost. They now just, you know, have just that uh, cost of the structure. And so that's how you can see some more affordability. If you do a number of those across the city, you just add it units without utilizing more land. Um, and we want to do it in Atlanta. We're doing it in Atlanta. We've, we've opened it up to certain zoning districts. Um, you can't do it everywhere. Every community doesn't want it. Some communities sure, are sure. historic and they don't want uh, backyards being encroached upon uh, or parking out front because it may come with an additional car because that person in the back may have a, a need to drive. But um we're trying to be modern and be progressive about how we roll this out in certain areas. And communities are loving it, particularly uh, families that want to have additional income. You know, that's the other piece right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Another stream of income for the family who, who decides they want to make the commitment. Exactly. You can get another stream of income back there. And you can also, you know, as a if your you know, son or daughter grows up and they go to college and they want to go to in-state school, they can live back there uh, for those they, four they years. They come back home, bro. They, they come, come back, back home. home. They come back home. <laughs> 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 and maybe mom and dad are like, all right, go on and get going. Yeah, no, you stay I thought, in the door. I, I took all that trash. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming home, dad. All right, baby. You come on, come on back. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. You know? <laughs> but my house, like Lamont said, for they ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Good, good. Yeah. The, um, brother, I, I know uh, uh, Atlanta influences everything. Yeah. With we'll a more... Anything else that we can be doing through um, through AMA, um, USCM to to continue to support yeah. Atlanta? Well, one, uh, AMA has been wonderful to Atlanta. This uh, is a great partnership and relationship. Uh, the the training, the knowledge, the the knowledge sharing across other mayors. Yes, Atlanta influences everything. Yes, Atlanta is a city of a large amount of African American uh, people and Black businesses as well. But we still learn from our colleagues all across the nation. There's still great experiences that I when I sit down with other AMA mayors, other mayors of uh, cities that may be predominantly black or near predominantly black or, or mayors just uh, are in areas of, t- uh, of this country that are really experiencing some growth. And so we are just like them. Atlanta continues to grow. And some some cities have already seen the growth and they're now telling them, hey, be careful about this. Think about mm-hmm. this before you do yeah. that. And so my experience with San Francisco's mayor, London Breed, or uh, with, with Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. It's or valuable maybe, advice, isn't it? Yeah, valuable oh, advice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Eric Adams, who basically in New York runs a whole country. This is <laughs> New York City. It's a, it's a country yeah. in and of itself. But the lessons learned about that. And I also think that the things that we're learning, um, one thing that I would often uh, offer up and suggest is talent development. If we can talk as mayors about talent development, those directors that are in our organization that are chomping at the bit to mm. be deputy commissioners mm-hmm. and commissioners and those mm-hmm. deputy commissioners that are looking to be commissioners and deputy COOs and mm-hmm. deputy mayor, you know, build that uh, pipeline, build pipeline. that pipeline. We're going to be here for eight 
how many ever years as mayors, right? But, you know, uh, secession planning for the people below us, because once you develop this great talent, all these folks end up looking around, trying to, you know, you don't want them to climb out of your system, stay in your system, have a way to, you know, have great uh, growth and ladders and lattices within your government. And that mind share, they, they, they sewn in, they believe in what you believe in, but you don't want to lose them to another jurisdiction or to the private sector uh, because of, you know, their inability to grow. And so I think that if, as Alma, maybe we can talk about that. No, Phyllis doesn't have the last word, but that's a CEO mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, CEO, that's a CEO mentality. I mean, you, you're, you're really thinking about how, as the CEO of this multi-billion dollar corporation, right. that people don't think about it, yeah. at the center of a half a trillion dollar GDP, <laughs> yeah. you know, how do I keep and attract the best and brightest and, and, and build them up? Because that's our obligation to the people who work with us that's and right. work for us. It's not just doing the work of the people, which is a priority. But making sure they can live up to their God-given potential too. That's, that's Absolutely. one of that, that that'd be an exciting uh, focus. And then other sort of business people. Because <laughs> sometimes, as uh, you know, I'm a more, former mayor, chief of staff. So okay. sometimes um, our people think we're just supposed to hook them up with a job. <laughs> and so, hook them you, up. right, just hook me up with this job, right? And so, how do you get past the hookup and and explain? I need a certain skill set, talent. Not just the hookup piece, and you can hook up if you have the skill set and the talent and the education. Give me something to work with. Give me something to work with. Give me something to work with. Don't just. (laughs) I need your resume to be. You know, just don't be texting me, man. I want to be a commissioner. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) This criteria is a job description. Um, You know, being performance based in your decision making, metrics, having you know, data and really applying that to everybody fairly, um, being cordial and responsible and responsive to people, but also saying, all right, I mean, I, I get it a lot. I mean, y'all, it's, this is something that's interesting because people, they're, they're excited right now. They really love what we're doing in the city yeah. and they're calling and they're like, Hey, I can do that. I can do this and I can do that. You ought to let me, you ought to let me. And I'm like, I'm excited as you are, but I also got to make a strategic decision. So now let's sit down. Tell me, you know, this is what we say this job requires. This is what we're looking to do. This is the job that you currently do. Let's see, are you hitting those metrics? And by the way, share that with the human resources director, my chief yeah. operating officer, because <laughs> I got to go here process. to be yeah. with the Phyllis yeah. and Steve show. Who yeah, exactly. exactly. You got your priorities in order. You got, got your priorities in order. I got to be on the Phyllis <laughs> and Steve show. Y'all need to figure out how to get, get your resume right. No, no, no but it's, it's a, it is um, when you're doing good, you're magnetic. And people want to be a part yes. of a winning team. Yeah. And then they want to be the quarterback of the winning team. They want to yeah, be the right, leader right, of the you right, know, right, offense, the defense. Right, they want to be uh, of significance. They, they want to hold the trophy, too. They want to be on the front page. And I want them to, but I just want them to, you know, also, you know. Excel your role. It's your role. It's your role. Your role. And it's amazing what else you can do. Yeah. And let's grow together. And, um, you know, hey, I, and I don't. There are no. Um, because we are public servants, there are no um, sacred cows. I don't know how to say that in a politically correct way, but there are no, you know, anybody that's above correction mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. improvement. Mm-hmm. So even if you've been here 20 years and you work for four mayors, I'm still going to say that work is good, but it could be better. And that may like, whoa, but, you know, correction is a part of love. I can't tell you that I love yeah. you and you can't say you love this city if you don't want to correct the come things on, that will make come it on, even better. Come on, Deacon. Come on, Deacon. Come <laughs> yeah, on, Deacon. Yeah, yeah, my man. That's right. That's, that's my right. little sermon for the that's, day. It was right. right. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's constructive criticism 
makes you better and better. If you That's can't right. take it, you might need to be doing something else. And if you're a mayor, every day you get hit oh, with constructive oh, criticism. Oh, man. Your Traffic inbox, riot. your email, <laughs> your, your, your DMs, face-to-face encounters. Yeah. You know, people are saying, hey, you're doing a good job. You turn right to the right. You don't do this right. You need to do think about this. And, you know, so you have to have yes, you know, the ability yes, to receive Thank it, you. too. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate, yes, ma'am. I appreciate yes, ma'am. your input. Because what people don't realize is when you run, you're, you know, most of the people you see are the people that are supporting you. But mm-hmm. once you become mayor, you get to be mayor for the people that didn't vote for you. That's right. Right. right? Everybody. Yeah. So you're the mayor for everybody. That's and so right. the attacks really, really come. Now, did you grow up in Atlanta? Yeah, I grew up in Atlanta. And it's funny that you just mentioned that. So I won by 64%. So 64%. But I do, that's, that was a large margin. But there's 36% of the people that did not vote for me. But everywhere I go, everybody me. voted for me. You know I, I me, right? I've been mayor for a year and about three three weeks, and I've only met maybe one or two people that said, I didn't vote for you, but I like you. The rest yeah, of them, yeah. everybody else voted for me. I'm like, 99.9% y'all didn't vote? all vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> everybody? You know, somebody's lying. <laughs> you, see, you say, I actually got to keep a list. Let me see. Let me keep a list. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. What's your zip code? Now you didn't vote for me. That's the funny thing with people who actually live in the county. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They people that don't live in the city, they all tell you I live in the county. They're like, okay, I vote for you. Like, okay, this is not the same. It's okay. Thank you very much for your support. Now, funny story. I'm going to end with this. So when you said that, when uh, when my mayor in Little Rock, when I lived in Little Rock, asked me to be his chief of staff, I looked at him and said, you do know I didn't vote for you, right? Ooh, you, <laughs> did you tell him that? I did. And he was like, you didn't vote for me? Who did you vote for? I'm so we're not going to talk about that, but I just want you to know. Just in case anybody else tells you, right? And so so after that, he trusted I was going to be honest from that day on. That's good. That was a good way to be way honest. Started. Now, right. started. You were ready for him to say, you're not going to get this job. Right. You know? <laughs> and, so, and so sometimes, going back to your point, though, because sometimes you got to hire the people that didn't vote for you mm. also mm-hmm. because they have great skill sets that can take you to that next level. And sometimes we get caught up yeah. in the small yeah. stuff yeah. and say, well, you know, you didn't support me. That's okay. Right. Okay. Let's are get you over looking it. for a good fire chief or not? Let's, 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 <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, move, let's move together forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Forward together now. So. That's right. And so I, I'm going to end with one last question. Okay. So uh, we've been asking all the mayors, what's your word for the year? Like, what's that one word that you're living by this year and why you picked that word? Ooh. Um, man, just four or five words. Just, just, uh, Mary Scott had three, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, onward together. Those are my two words. Mm. I, Mary Scott used three. I want to get it in two. So <laughs> onward together. So I want us to move onward. We've been moving and I want us to do it together. So that's it. So that's Atlanta, baby. There you go. That's there you Atlanta. go. Mr. Mayor, we appreciate you, bro. All right, appreciate All right. you too. We, we we're gonna love being on this ride with you. Gonna do amazing things. Uh, yeah, God, God's giving you some amazing gifts. Yeah, keep using for everyone, man. And Ama and Frank and Phyllis and Steve are a part of those gifts. So I really appreciate y'all. We're glad to have you, and thank you for that discussion today on affordable housing. Yeah, absolutely. And breaking it down for us. Thanks. All right. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah.